Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess. And our mission and our is mission. to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about being less white, and we dove into Dr. Seuss, Coca-Cola's Be Less White training, what the news is missing on reporting, and being punished for not knowing what you don't know. And Jared, what are we talking about today? Oh, man. So, well, we're going to, perfect segue from not knowing what you don't know. We're going to talk about just in general how insensitive people are in their communication right now. And specifically, we're going to kind of hone that in on um, what's going on with COVID, right? And we're going back to the, we're going to come back to the um, Pepe Le Pew and Dr. Seuss and all those guys. But, you know, just just the amount of, you know, raw emotion or, you know, negative emotion that's going into so many conversations, you know, right now is just getting blurted out on the Internet and, and people are being insensitive and, and talk about what we think is the cause of that. And I think we're going to try to talk about what we think is the solution. <laughs> are, are, yeah. we, are we going to try to discuss the solution? <laughs> yeah, I think that you know, Jared, Jared and I were bouncing ideas off of one another before. And, and for me, at least my experience, Jared, has been this, is that I, I think we've entered a time where as much as we talk about it, we, we, we've entered a time where culturally we, we have put such a high value on 15 minutes of fame. And one Ooh. of the fastest and easy ways to get 15 minutes of fame is to get virality, get a tweet goes viral, get a Facebook post goes viral, get a video goes viral. And one of the fastest and easy ways to do that is to catch someone doing something that is insensitive, racist, sexist, et cetera, et cetera, like oh, all, all those things that we have out there right now. And I think the problem with that is, is that what it has now is it, it's got us looking almost with itchy trigger fingers, looking to catch somebody in the act of doing one of those things. I, I think I might have shared this story before, but I have a friend of mine and he used to be a police officer. And he was telling me the biggest difference between he had a, a gosh, like a 20 to 30 plus year career as an officer. And he's saying the biggest difference between when he started as an officer and when he ended as an officer. He said when he was a rookie that he had this guy that jaywalked, he rolled down the window and told him, hey, you know, next time you use a crosswalk. And the guy turned and looked at him and said, basically, fuck you, make me. And so he gets out of the car and the guy rushes him and he's fighting with this guy in the street. He said, a bunch of people who were there, civilians, came over and helped get the guy off, helped restrain the guy, helped him put in. And then he said, no fewer than five or six people came up and said, officer, I saw everything. If you need me to testify, you need me to everything, you were defending yourself, that guy was in the wrong, I'll do it. And he said, versus now, whenever officers were making arrests, there's five or six people standing around with their phones out, their cameras on the ready, trying to catch the officers doing something wrong to be able to put that up on the internet really quick. And he said that was the biggest change that he saw in his 20, 30 year career as a police officer. And I think we see that play out right now with, uh, with what's going on with COVID because I, I feel like there's a lot of folks, Jared, and I shouldn't say I feel like there's a lot of folks. I'll just say for me personally, I know there are times that I want to have conversations about it. 
about things that are going on, about, about things that I think could have been done differently, about what are the underlying reasons that so many people are susceptible to it and about how we haven't been proactively taking care of our health for a long time in this country. We are a nation that is amongst the top in economic and innovation, but we are also a nation that is a league leader in depression, suicide, and obesity, stress and anxiety too. And those are all, you know, we'll, we'll outlaw, we outlaw heroin in this country, but we openly market and sell sugar to children. Think about that. There are countless studies done that show sugar has almost in many ways equivalent, if not worse, addictive properties than heroin does. Yet we will outlaw heroin, but we will openly market and sell sugar to children. We create avatars. You have Toucan Sam and Tony the Tiger and the little leprechaun from Lucky Charms that make sugar consumption look so great. And we, these are celebrated companies in this country. And then we go in and we, we're, we're consuming and consuming and consuming. And then we have all the byproducts of that. And I don't want to get off on that tangent, but the point of it is, is I think that what's happened is we've gotten to a point where we're not allowing for actual open dialogue. And so people are feeling so awkward and uncomfortable what they say because they don't want to get in trouble or, or get scolded for saying the wrong thing or saying it in, in an incorrect way and being blasted on social media for it. And you have people kind of sitting around with stuff on their head and heart, and then they eventually kind of word vomit something out, not because they're a bad person, not because they're racist and sensitive or anything else, but what ends up coming out comes out as something that sounds insensitive or whatever it is. And then it's frustration. <laughs> yeah. And then people jump on them and then label them as that. And it's like, it's like in many ways, it almost seems like our, we're, we're behaving in ways like we did, humans did back in the Salem witch hunt or something. Like we're, we were witch hunting back then and, you know, there was people that were killed, but there was many more lives ruined. And now we're, we're, we're hunting for a different kind of human. And yeah. I, think, I think with something like this, you don't always have to have a villain. You know, not every story has to have a villain. Like it can't just be a bunch of people trying to figure it out. Yes, 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 yes. Specifically with Corona, right? I, I, I can, I see like all of that. Even shit, all of this whole thing has been, okay, this whole, the whole 2020 and all of this emotion, right? This, all this stuff just spewing out in terms of that, right? Is, is, is wrapped around complex problems with no clear solution, right? And then, and then, uh, you know, like a mandatory uh, or mandated rules, <laughs> right? That, that that everybody has to abide by. You know what I mean? Like you know. We're, we're assaulting, you know, some of the issues with, you know, race in America, right? And it's like, okay, what's the solution? You can never say anything, you know, disparaging about a minority race, period, ever. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is, and you can say all the disparaging, you know, things about, you know, the majority race be less white, 
AKA, right? <laughs> so that's the, that's the fix, right? That's the, this is the solution. No disparaging remarks about Native Americans, Black people, Asians, or anybody else, right? Dr. Seuss canceled, right? But at the same time, let's write a book about, you know, be less white, white, you know, blah, 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 right? And so it's like, you got that, those two times of extreme to try to fix a very complicated, long existing problem, right? Which needs probably, it needs fixing, right? You know, racism is not a good thing. We want to get rid of it. But, you know, jumping out the window with the most extreme kind of solution short of killing everyone who, you know, you might think is racist, right? One shy of Salem witch trials, the Spanish Inquisition, right? We're just going to ruin your life, right? <laughs> that's what we're going to do, right? <laughs> and so, okay, so, all right. So, you know, that's a complicated problem. We don't know how to solve it. Okay, so let's just, whatever, go really out extreme. And people go, what the fuck are you doing? And then the same thing kind of happened. Like COVID is like a really, really real, like more concrete physical like thing, right? So it, it, it's like you, you, and I, I didn't tell you guys the backstory. The backstory of why this came up was somebody made a comment to somebody who was a friend of mine who was also in this group, whatever, and they didn't know how to respond to their insensitive comment about COVID being that they had just lost a family member to right? So that's why, that's how this subject came up, guys. And, um, you know, but the person was frustrated with all of the things that are going on. And, you know, people are losing their businesses. People are getting evicted from their home, but people are also dying from the disease and, or from the, from the virus. And when it happened, science did not have a clear answer. It did not. And, and, and for people to argue that it did, to me, that's not, <laughs> to me personally, right? You know what I mean? Like science had a bunch of, there was a bunch of theories, a bunch of theoretical models about how to perform or how to slow the spread or blah, 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 blah. But there was no, you know, really, really, really firm um, answer in terms of how long this would be around, how long we'd be quarantined for, how long we'd be forced to wear a mask, right? And so people, people don't like that ambiguity. People especially don't like ambiguity when you're telling them to do something, right? Nobody wants to hear their boss say, hey, I need you to work on this for the next six months, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to fucking go overtime on this thing, you know what I mean? And we may or may not use it. We might use it, we might not. It may work, it may not work, but I need you to work as hard as you can for the next six months, you know, to bring this thing that may not come to light to light. <laughs> right? Nobody, no human being likes being told that, right? They want to know if I do this, then this is gonna happen. Right? And they wanna they want a time frame behind it. But this was it's a virus that people had never seen before. And people got to experience what real scientific experiments are on a fucking mass scale, right? And, and everybody had to be in a scientific observational experiment where <laughs> we're going to try this. We're going to observe it for the next, start it off with two weeks, see what happens. Oh, two weeks wasn't long enough. Okay, <laughs> we're going to observe it for the next three months and see what happens. Oh, three months isn't long enough. Okay, we're going to do <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's, 
And so people had to go through this roller coaster and with no firm answer. There's no firm answer for fucking how to solve, you know, latent racism in America. But we're people are throwing shit at the wall, right? And yeah. and 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 it's it's very, very frustrating. And 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 I think I think that people feel they feel like the necessity that something needs to be done, right? They feel that, but they but their issue is they don't agree with the way that it's being handled or the way that it's being done. Like, I don't think anybody, like, like we talked about before, when we first started this group, I don't think anybody saw, you know, what happened to George Floyd and said, okay, that's not wrong. Right. They, no, I don't think anybody watched that and said, that's the right thing. But the fallback or the follow through or what happened afterwards Right. There was people on both sides. Oh, well, that was OK. And that wasn't OK. That was OK. And that was OK. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we, we, when you talk about like the Corona thing. Right. Um, corona thing. COVID. When you talk about COVID, <laughs> um, you know, uh, people are. It's, 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 a, it's a similar thing. OK, this is virus is a problem. Right. But what are solutions and then they really do they really you know pan out right is that is that really the best way to go about this or are we hurting more people with all of the isolation and everything else like that like that's the debate right and 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 then of course the latent other side of the debate is would those people die anyway right <laughs> and yeah, so and i think you're, i think you're too you have this piece of it where most humans have not really grounded themselves in what their their core values, beliefs are, and what yeah. their uh, emotional default would like to be. Like, what what is your emotional baseline? What do you want to be? You want to your emotional experience, love, happiness, everything else, right? And so, what ends up happening yeah. with that is because we're not grounded in those kind of I think core founding guiding principles or North stars, if you will, what happens is that when we feel intensely fear, anxiety, stress, frustration, anger, whatever that is, we make that an absolute for us, right? We've all been so angry where the whole rest of the world disappeared. We've all been so upset where everything else disappeared. We've all been so frustrated. We've all been, and, and what's even more so is when we're in that, it's such an absolute. We feel completely justified in our anger and we're not thinking of anything else. We feel completely unjustified in our fear. We're not thinking of other people or the world. And when that happens in your world, in that moment, that is a very real experience. And when we have this thing where you can't even talk about that because, well, you're not being sensitive to somebody who's dying. Well, you're not being sensitive to somebody who's losing their business. You're not being sensitive to somebody who's now, all the kids have been trapped at home with their sexually abusive parents are the people who have lost their businesses and have killed themselves. You know, we're defaulting to that. But the truth is, is that each person on every side, the person who is losing their loved one to a virus is going through grief, despair, frustration, sadness, fear, anger, love, all those things. The person who's losing their business because of COVID is going through grief, despair, anger, sadness, love, hardship, all those things. 
And where we have done such a horrible disservice, and this is a much bigger problem than COVID, is in our society, we have made one more and less significant than. Well, you can't compare this to this. You can't compare this to that. They're not the same. Well, it's not about being the same. It's about being this person and this person are going through these emotional experiences. You have human beings on either side that are going through this that, as you said, have been in a position where we don't do well with not knowing information. And this whole thing has kind of been an experiment on so many levels. And going through COVID would have been hard enough without the information. Then on top of it, we have everything that comes up with George Floyd, massive political turmoil. We have gone through so much massive, uncontrollable change. And humans, we don't like to have stuff out of our control be prominent. We don't like change. And we've had major, major changes in pretty much every facet of life. We are such emotionally driven creatures that in our emotional, maximal emotional states, we feel in many ways so absolute in that, that we fail to recognize that there's other human beings over here that might have a slightly different perspective because they have a slightly different life experience than us, but their feeling is as similar as the blood you and I are pumping through our bodies right now. And that is the humanity of this thing. And that's where we have to like, I think we have to work harder at stopping and asking ourselves, are these people going out of there? Are they, are they insensitive and bad people? Are they, are they just, are they mean? Are they cruel? Are they hateful? Are they spiteful? And if those answers are no, then if something really is disturbing or bothering to us, it opens the opportunity for us in a loving and caring way to reach out to them and say, Hey, I understand that you are going through this and my heart goes out to you for whatever you've been through. And just so you know, I'm going through this. And, and so just how, just so as you know, like how you're presenting it for people who are going through what I'm going through, it might be insensitive. It might come across as insensitive. And perhaps if you're trying to communicate or we could just ask them, Hey, what are you trying to communicate here? Because I think other people wouldn't have that. But instead, if we just go and we react, all you're doing with that scared, hurt human being is backing them further into a wall corner. And when that person is backed into a wall, what are, you, what are, what are all of us going to do when we're back in the wall? We're either going to fight or we're going to unwillingly submit. And if you unwillingly submit and acquiesce, all you're doing then is looking for whatever you can to justify and sabotage the thing you're submitting to. Because you're unwillingly yeah. going, you're going against your will. You're basically being imprisoned to something. You're not truly raising your hand to believe. Dog. So we, so we, 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 we did get to a a, a solution, <laughs> right? So I, I, I am, I am, I gotta go. But I am, I didn't have any. I had, I had some things to add into what you were saying, but you said it beautifully, man. And and that's. And that's the, the the real key is that, you know, the one thing I wanted to say, this is why it came back to me. Um, you said, you know, are people being spiteful or angry or, you know, um, what, I don't know what a word, vengeful or whatever, right? And the truth of the matter is, in some ways, people are, right? And I think that's, a, that's an issue because people are emotionally in a state of turmoil, right? They're immersed and, and, and they feel disempowered. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I like Tony Robbins a lot, right? And, and, and he talks a lot about significance being one of the, you know, 
six or seven basic human needs, okay. right? And, and, and so when you're being told how to think, how to behave and how to act, right, when you're being controlled or forced to submit, it makes you feel very insignificant. It's like, what's the fastest way to gain back significance, right? It's to go, and he, he tells that story to go pick up a gun and put it in somebody's face. And now you're significant, right? You're, you know, that's the maximal amount of significance because you're in control. So what's a step down from that, a few layers down from that is, I can fucking hurt your feelings. You're hurting me, right? You're hurting my feelings. So now I'm going to be a dickhead and hurt your feelings back. And then they're talking to another person who's also hurting, right? Sad, depressed, you know, going through loss of a different kind, right? And they're like, oh, you just hurt my feelings. You're insensitive. I'm going to be insensitive back to you. And I'm going to hurt your feelings. As opposed to the piece that you mentioned, which is so important, which is recognizing that both people are coming from a place of hurt. Both people are coming from a place of hurt. And I would say, like, because I don't think the majority of people aren't spiteful, cruel, blah, 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 but we all have those pieces inside of us. <laughs> right? And yep. the best way to put, yep. the best way to bring it out is to make someone extremely uncertain and paint them in a corner and tell them what to do. That's the best way to bring out the most animosity in any individual unit, right? And and, uh, and that's and that's kind of you know it feels like that with all of this stuff from COVID to cancel culture, that's what people are doing. I'm gonna paint you. I'm gonna tell you how you should think and believe and feel. Tell you how you should think. Tell you how you should believe. Tell you how you should feel. And then I'm gonna force that on you. And then when you come out and say something out of your frustration, out of your anger, right? <laughs> That's contrary. Then I'm going to attack you again. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then it's all, it's all attacking back and forth. And there's no recognition of the feelings and emotions underlying those things on either side. You know what I mean? So yes. it, it, there's, if you have a business and you, you know, you lost your business, you know, so what? You know, or or you had a job and you lost your home. You know what I mean? Like people lost homes. Lots of people lost homes as well, right? You know, so like, because not everybody's an entrepreneur. So not everybody understands that. And I get it. I am. That's why I'm in my car right now and I have to get off of here. <laughs> but but not everybody is that. Well, not everybody understands it. And, and, and they don't understand what goes into building a business and how it is like a child and how, you know what I mean? But they do know what it is to to have a family and have people depend on you. And then they'll lose your job, right? And now the people that depend on you can't eat, or you're gonna lose your home, and all of the, I mean, all of that stuff. You know, you, you, you can't. It's very hard to weight emotion. It's very yeah. hard. Love is pain. Is yeah. Whatever side you're on, you're feeling, and your feelings are your feelings, and it's not for you or I to tell somebody else that what they feel is what they shouldn't feel. Yeah. You know, it is our opportunity to, if we care enough to, to have an emotional reaction to someone, then we can care Uh enough to understand why they feel what they feel. 110%. So that's the key. You got to understand why they, all right, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I understand what they feel. All right, man.